If you want to support this podcast and get a full ad-free episode, sign up to Headstuff Plus. Uh, what I'm talking about today is the art of seduction, and I'm an artist. I was just watching Fifty Shades Freed there. Name me five X-Men and I'll tell you their real names. Roll for a kiss. It's a one critical fail. Look, it's now or never, okay? All right. How are you getting on? My name is Tony Cantwell. Welcome to my show, Tony Cantwell's Hit Show. Uh, if you're watching this on uh, YouTube, please consider uh, hitting a little subscribe there. And um, if you've clicked into this link through Instagram, please consider pressing the button to then move this over to your browser so that all your passwords are saved there. And then you can log into your YouTube account and then you can like me there. Go on, I'll wait for a second. Thanks very much for that. How are you doing? You well? You well? Anyway, there's a pinkish hue behind me here because I'm going to be talking about seduction. Pinkish Hugh Grant, more like. Mm, nope. Not really. Although I'd say when he got busted with that woman of the night, uh, sex worker, um, you know, uh, the, 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 the headline should have been more like reddish Hugh, in parentheses on his face, Grant. You know? Or if someone, you know, he got bumped for a different job. Um, he was meant to do like uh, Two and a Half Men, for example. And then Ashton Kutcher got it. Um, greenish Hugh. In parentheses, not a good look for him. Grant. Whatever. I shouldn't have gone down this cul-de-sac of Hugh Grant. Sometimes I wish there was like, you know, a lively horror, you know, movie audience just watching me go down these cul-de-sacs being like, bitch, don't go in there. There ain't nothing in there for you. Why are you going in there? You know, there's no joke at the end of that. Don't go down there. You know? But anyway, how are you doing? Did you enjoy watching the coronation of King Charles? I tell you, when I saw it on Teletext that there was a coronation, I was like, okay, yeah, where's uh, where's uh, bloody Curly and Pat Butcher? You know? When I saw that there was the coronation of King Charles, I expected to watch a bloody Springer Spaniel. Uh, King Charles Cavalier. Spaniel. Going into the Rover's Return, which would actually be the perfect name for uh, a dog pub. You know? What would they have? Probably water still, but it wouldn't be in a glass. <laughs> Probably be in a bowl. That's the end of that. Again, don't bitch, don't go in there. I'm talking about a dog now. But look, I hope you're doing well. I hope you enjoyed the old coronation. I do not respect the monarchy. The only monarch I uh, revere is, of course, uh, the High King of Tara, Brian Baru. <laughs> you love me and I love you. I love the High King, Brian Baru. Now that I've alienated any new, <laughs> any new listeners or followers, I'm going to get into what I'm talking about today. I'm talking about seduction. Um, as you know, uh, as a man who has at least, I have, I have public evidence of having had sex at least twice. I have two kids. Um, a lot of people talk a big game, you know. I remember lacking back from the Gale talk. He was like, yeah, I scored 100 birds, you know, 100 birds, he said. Um, and I was like, yeah, but do you have any proof? Well, I've got two kids, so I've had sex twice. Where's your proof? And uh, word of mouth. Uh, corroborated stories do not count. Okay, where's your proof, though? Well, we're po- well. Actually, you can do that kind of riding. I kind of believe firmly that um, you know, sex was created by God to procreate. So, who's doing sex better, me or you? You know, who's doing sex better? Who's doing sex a proper way? I actually have sex a proper way to the finish. <laughs> but look, uh, my kids, your fucking kids are gonna watch this someday. You know, not someday soon though. And I'll probably be out of here. Heart disease, you know. I did eat. I already told. I already talked about this, but I ate BLTs last Saturday. Eight BLTs, sixteen triangle segments BLTs. My mom, 
went to visit my mum. Terry was out at a Leinster match. And so I was like, look, don't worry, I'll take the kids for the day. And then I text my mum, Mammy, can I come over? And then I went straight over to my mammy, you know, because my wife, mammy, wasn't here, you know. So I went over to my oh, my old mammy, right. So then um, she made like loads of sandwiches like from Terry and for the young fella and for me. And the young fella wasn't really eating the sandwiches, so I ate his. And then I ate Terry's because she wasn't there. And my man made six, like, you know, eight BLTs, uh, every single one of them. And I was like, I'm keep, I keep eating these. I said this to be like, help. And she's like, go for, go for it, go for it, you know. Um, I'm not, you know, you know, it's on me. Man's not an enabler, you know. But eight was a lot. And then later that night, I had a Chinese. Um, because Terry wanted one because she came in drunk from the match, you know. And then I had that, and she had ordered. She she used the prism of her brain to order for me as if I was drunk. I was stone cold sober, right? And she ordered like a mega box, which is a pizza box. Which now, I have to say, in the cold light of day, with my sober eyes, with my four sober eyes, you know, even more powerful. Um, I, there's a lot of fucking chips in that. And not a lot of good stuff. And the ribs were a lot, a lot of bones in the ribs. Basically, it's all of the tossed selection, you know, uh, of spice, spiced tossed uh, chicken balls. Only three, right? Uh, chicken wings. Some rib bits, you know, and you know, um, I'm hungry now. And salt and chili chicken was in that, and then a lot of chips, you know, and the even in the air fryer, chips don't reheat that well, you know. At the whole thing again after my 16 BLT triangles. So that's just a little update on Pig Watch. And what I've been up to, but I've been doing protein shakes in the morning, so. I think I'm going to be fine. Anyway, uh, what I'm talking about today is the art of seduction, and I'm an artist. As I say, I have completed seduction twice, and I pay the ultimate price. <laughs> you pay the ultimate price, you know? So, you know, take these words with, with care, with caution, you know? Um, and, you know, just be, you know, maybe get a vasectomy, you know? But they're great. I love my kids, you know? But, wow. Wow, wow, wow. <laughs> you know, but anyway, look, moving on. Um, I am also, uh, I love to compile an archive. Um, terrible advice given to men on how to date. You know, I'm a kind of an archivist of bad charming techniques. You know, uh, I've read Neil Strauss's The Game. You know, never really incorporated any of it into me. You know, um, you know, you should have a wingman. You should peacock. You know, dress like a magician. Uh, you should neg. Which is, you know, which is not the Jason Statham movie, but the Megalodon, unfortunately. You know, how big is it? What's the biggest shark you've ever thought of? I'm megging you. I bet a shark could eat you, even though you're a bit rotund <laughs> for a man. <laughs> That's me megging another man, for example. Do you know what I mean? Um, you ever seen the Meg? I've not, which is so off-brand for me. Jason Statham, Kung Fu expert, which he doesn't show enough of, action uh, movie icon, and the biggest shark there ever was. I'm sitting there in that beautiful, pristine Venn diagram, that warm, moist center of the Venn diagram of that uh, of those two things, and I've not seen it. But um, I do like to collate bad advice. And there was a while there when I was deep into the torrents, <laughs> deep into downloading torrents, and I would download torrents of audiobooks. And one book took my fancy, which was Robert Greene's uh, 48 Laws of Power. And for whatever reason, the the 
voiceover person, the, the, the narrator, would really lean into the word power whenever he would say it. He would say stuff like, lean into your weaknesses, be a public fool, but deep inside you know you're true. Power, you know. Um, publicly shame the shortcomings of your colleagues in front of your superiors. He would say shit like that, you know. And show that if the time comes, you're ready to step up to power. Every fucking sentence, every chapter ended with the word power. And this guy was loving it, you know. And then this guy, Robert Greene, then wrote the 50th law with 50 cent, you know. But he also wrote a book called um, The Art of Seduction. Um, I believe that's what it's called, is it? Yes, The Art of Seduction by Robert Greene. And so I was flipping through it and I basically pulled out some of the best pieces of advice that he's given. This is for young men to be charming for a woman, okay? Uh, Or a man. Or an envy. In fact, you know what? Anyone, all these fucking things are out the window. Anyone can use this at any point for anyone. But for the sake of this and the role plays that I will act out, I will be um, playing the role of a heterosexual man, you know? And uh, coming on to any woman, okay? So that's that's the setting for this. So I think we should, the best thing to do, because there's a lot of them, is we'll get into it. I'll um I'll read out the kind of the the title names, give you some examples that Robert Greene would give, and then I'll give you some of my examples. Okay, so let's do that. All right, let's get into it. First rule: be a chameleon. <laughs> Have a little buggly eyes. <laughs> you want to see? You want to know how I got this tongue? <laughs> you know? Um, no, what it actually means is dress in a style they find attractive. Show interest in their hobbies. Adjust your communication style to match theirs and seamlessly integrate compliments into the conversation. Okay? So you're kind of mimicking them. Okay? So I did some Googling and I wanted to find out what women find attractive now at the moment. Well, what anyone, again, using these fucking data, what, any, what people tend to find attractive in men. All right? Best, most attractive male looks. And I have to admit, this was a, like Esquire or some shit. I was surprised at the results. The most current trends at the moment are leather jacket, sweatpants, floral shirt, and a big pair of fucking Chelsea boots. That as an outfit, I was surprised to hear would be attractive, but apparently that's what's in right now, so we're going to go with that. Okay, so you rock up at the club, okay? You're wearing your leather jacket. You're wearing your floral shirt. I would tend to do my buttons down to three. Um, because I have a hairy chest and I like that. And that's, it's not out of trend right now. It was out of trend for a little while. Scary time for me. Turtleneck city for this guy. Um, anyway, so you dress up in a leather jacket, big Hawaiian shirt, pair of fucking O'Neill's jocks on you, right? Connell's jocks, right? And um, big old pair of fucking Chelsea boots, right? And I think go with the big, go with a size, three size up from you, you know? First instinct will be, has a clown come out of a clown car by accident? Maybe there's been an accident. They need to use the phone. No, wait, that's a man. Oh, do you know what big boots mean? You know what I'm talking about. This should be saucy songs, man. Big fucking jumbo saucy song. is what people believe. That has been disproved, I believe. Um, but you rock up in a pair of boots. I say get a pair of boots as big as the boot that, like, fucking Mario can jump into. In Mario Brothers 3, you know, he's jumping around with the boot. So you walk in, flap, 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 in your fucking big massive boots, right? Getting a lot of attention, right? Tripping over shit and everything. She looks over, looks at your boots, looks at you. Perfect chance to break the ice, right? She's like, oh, hi. We're just looking at my fucking clown shoes. What's, um, what's the crack with you? What's your name? 
get her name, whatever, Siobhan, you know. Siobhan, what's crack? Where are you, where are you from? You know, always good just to get the basics out of the way. Who are you? Where are you from? Right. And she goes, um, uh, Londonderry. Right. Like, oh, all right. <laughs> Easy, mate. You know, Londonderry. Right. OK, great. This is the perfect opportunity for you to now to adjust your communication style to match hers. Be a chameleon. Did you say Londonderry? Are you looking at my boots? Do you want to jump in my big fucking pair of boots and hop around like Mario? Did you like that? I reckon you're skinny enough to fit in my boots with me. Did you enjoy the coronation of King Charles? You know, you go on a match to her interests. She said Londonderry. She made it very fucking clear. What did you have? Did you have any coronation chicken for the coronation? You know, see what she's into. If she's a vegan or whatever like that. Do you know what I mean? So you've already started off really strong. You've matched her communication style. You've gotten the small talk out of the way. You know, or assume, she's mad at King Charles. Great opener, right? The next lesson they teach, that Robert Greene teaches, is it's called Practice the Art of Spezzatura. And I'm not talking about cheap pasta, okay? I'm not talking about delicious, affordable um, uh, pasta, if you're in, in, if you're in Dublin. Um, so what you want to do is perform thoughtful gestures um, and casually display impressive skills, okay? So, this is what I would do. Be like, name me, name me five X-Men and I'll tell you their real names. That would be my skill. I'm able to name all the X-Men. Gambit, Remy LeBeau. Colossus, Peter Rasputin. Nightcrawler, Kurt Wagner. Magneto, Eric Lensha. Professor X, Professor Charles Xavier. You know? Uh, Cable. Nathan Summers. Give me a fucking hard one. Wolverine. Now, this is... You think I'm going to say Logan. His name's actually James Howlett. He took the name Logan from the caretaker who killed his mother. <laughs> Impressed. And then, another, another crucial skill is to not draw attention to yourself. Fuck. Spunk that a little bit. Not draw too much attention to yourself. So maybe you lean in and you go, Hey, I know all the names of the X-Men. I know the name of all the X-Men characters. Uh, Wolverine's called James Howlett. Cyclops called Scott Summers. Phoenix is called Jean Grey. Cable's called Nathan Summers. Bishop is actually his name. Uh, Deadpool's, Deadpool's Wade Wilson. Now you go, you know, and be playful. Now you do something, bitch. Sorry. Sorry. Name calling comes much later in this process. Don't call her a bitch. Unless she's um one of those goddamn dogs drinking of the... Uh, Rover's Return for King Charles Cavalier's Coronation Street. Fucking hell. <laughs> I'm trying to grow this YouTube channel. Anyway, so, yeah, so you don't bring too much attention to your, uh, yourself. So after you say all this, say, don't listen to me. You know, mind games, all right? So now you've come in, you've matched your communication style, you've shown off an incredible skill for memory about specific things that you're into because you have ADD and you'll have the X-Men, Okay. The next one here, emphasize your mystery. Now, you could go straight in, peacock, wearing a Riddler costume. Load of question marks on it, you know. That's a mysterious looking guy. Or go for the Strider uh, approach, Aragorn. Sit there with a tankard of beer, with a big hood over you. Like a fucking rocker in the in Brooksell's metal bar. All right? More contemporary example of that would be Fibbers, right? See, if you ever see a goth with their hood up in fibbers, be like that. It's so mysterious. I need to know more about him. What are you listening to? What do you fucking think? 
metal, right? So be mysterious. Keep some personal details to yourself, it says. What's your name? <laughs> Not falling for that one, baby. Siobhan from Londonderry, you know? Um, be vague about your plans. I might be going away for a while. Can't say anything about it. <laughs> you know, that's very intriguing. Uh, share an intriguing story with open-ended elements. Okay. So I woke up one morning there uh, last summer with a massive bollock. I went to St. James's and, yeah, I'm not going to tell you what it was. Or if they fixed it. <laughs> no, but is it fixed? I really cannot say. Shh. This fucking metaler here, dressed as the Riddler with a massive bollock, has my attention. Okay. Master the art of the bold move. Um, my mammy says I'm not allowed to eat after eights before eight. See that clock? Seven. Um, eat fucking after eight before eight o'clock in front of her. That's pretty bold, you know. Um, I'm not allowed to get wet. I'm getting my confo picture today. Then dump a lot of water on your head. That's pretty fucking bold, you know. Um. Uh, what else? Well, they say confidently ask your crush. Sorry, bold. Sorry, bold means like actually do something like bold, like, you know, uh, of note, you know. Confidently ask your crush to dance at a gathering. Express your interest with a thoughtful gift and plan a surprise memorable date. Okay, so if I can be, if I had to be like spontaneous with a gift on the fly, I'd probably take out my wallet. I'd say, baby, this is for you. Slide it across the desk. This is a one-for-all voucher. about 17 euro, 17 euro, 53 cents. All right? That's yours. No questions, no strings attached. That's yours. But I'm thinking maybe if this goes well, we could spend it together. Although I will say they don't take it in Bella Baby and Dundrum. I fucking almost ate the head off your own behind the till. I mean, what? We're obviously not going to. Don't need to take it. Some of the margins on those strollers, like there was a stroller with a Lexus logo on it. They don't need fucking one-for-all. Okay? They don't need one-for-all. You know? All we wanted was a Stokey high chair. We actually went in there thinking we could support the matter. Would have got it online. Would have got it online. Anyway. You, but we can spend that together. Eddie Rockerism. Use the power of words. Do you hear me talk? I like to use words in my seduction. I don't use numbers. Um, I say that for the non-binaries. You know. I'm talking about robots. Not NBs. Who I love. Um... Okay, so here's the story. And using vivid imagery. Let me tell you the story of my greatest achievement. May I? Please don't interrupt. When I was 17, I looked much like I do now, except no facial hair, and I had cum gutters. I was kind of like, you know, a little V under my uh, belly button. You know, abs. And my butt was a pinker hue than it is now. My willy too, as well. I really have... I've really stepped into that whole... Dad Dick scale of brown that Russell Brand famously coined. Um, kind of a... Kind of... I actually have it very similar to how I would like... How much milk I would like in my tea. And I'll leave that up to you. I'll leave that up to you about how much you think that is. But it is the exact same hue. A cup of tea with the amount of milk I, I want on it as the, as the color of my, my Dad Dick now. I'd keep this out of the story because that's a bit too much, right? That's just for you to know, all right? That's just for you to know. Anyway, so um, I had a pinkish ass and a, a paler cock, and I was heading into town. And I had a monumental task ahead of me. 
I was there to try and purchase, into town, to try and purchase Grand Theft Auto San Andreas that just came out that day on the PlayStation 2. I was told by everyone that they were sold out. I called. They said, no, sold out. I thought, I'm just going to fucking chance it. I'm just going to chance it. I should have put the pre-order in, but because I was 17, they were only taking pre-orders for people who had ID. And this was when I was in between fake IDs. I had just stopped using the Bernard Brogan ID, and just before I started using my brother's expired ID, that would have told people I was 21. Okay. Um, no, 19. Anyway, I got the 123 bus into town. It was gleaming in yellow and red. Those are the colours of the bus. Very vivid imagery. And it smelled of pee and rum. No vodka. And I got off on O'Connell Street and started heading towards the main promenade of Henry Street. And I ran into every shop I could. I ran into HMV. I said, do you have any copies of San Andreas? He laughed like a harlequin, jack-in-the-box, popping out from behind the till. I went into game. I said, have you any copies of San Andreas? He said, no, but you can buy this copy of FIFA uh, uh, FIFA 04 for 200 euro. I'm like, this is why the shop's closing down. And then I left. And I went into every shop I could until I eventually just went into Smith's just to have a little peruse, just to have a look at maybe a Lego, some wrestlers that I still wanted to buy but was too old to. And then I remembered, oh, no, hang on, there's a game shop here. I went up to the till. I said, excuse me. I know this is a long shot, but do you have any copies of Grand Theft Auto San Andreas? He said, you know those are pre-orders. They're sold out everywhere. I said, I know. And he said, but look, kid, a mother has just returned two still plastic wrapped copies of Grand Theft Auto San Andreas. She had to return them because she found them in her son's bag and he's underage. I can give you these both. Are you 18? With a little wink he gave me. I said, yeah, mate. Yeah, yeah, I'm 18. I was born in 1984, whatever. 86, yeah, whatever, just give me the fucking game. And I put them in my backpack, gave them the cash. 100 euro. Bought one or a copy from a mate, Joe. And I tell you, probably one of the highlights of my whole life was giving, getting on the phone. He was struggling everywhere. He was off in fucking Santry trying to get them, right? Got him on the blower. I said, I got him. <laughs> I felt like, uh, I felt like uh, Obama saying that Osama bin Laden had been killed. We got him. We got them. And I went home that night, that day, put a big Al's microwavable burger in a microwave, put on a couple of fucking microchips, didn't see light for 72 hours, man. What a time. What a time to be alive. What's your, what's your greatest achievement? And then you pivot to her, you know? Practice the art of insinuation. Um, so mention a romantic movie sparking uh, interest in a similar experience. Okay. I was just watching Fifty Shades Freed there a few months ago on a plane. My wife at the time was like, you can't be watching that on a plane. I'm like, well, Terry, why would they put it on a plane? Unless it was socially acceptable to watch this filth on a small screen. I don't care who's watching. And she's like, well, can you stop bringing so much attention to yourself? You know what I mean? Because I had the headphones on and I couldn't really hear. And so I was shouting and I hadn't seen the other two. So I was like, who's that? Who's that? Who's that woman? Who's that man? All these white people look the same, you know? So I was watching that romantic movie. I don't know if you've seen it. E.L. James is the author of the book. Next up, mirror your target's emotions. I'm scared too. (laughs) I can be scared, okay? I'm really scared. I used to be very scared. I went and saw this movie, Fire in the Sky. Saw Too Young. About alien abductions. Oh my God, fuck me up. It was so much worse than what you see in X-Files. My dad showed it to me, and 
I still kind of like if I see like grey aliens, the ones with the big eyes, oh, still get kind of like heart palpitations. I'm all right if I see like Nords, the Nordic race of alien. Chitori are okay. Um, and weird like tentacles around like that. I'm like, that's made up. That's fine. Signs wasn't very good for me. I don't scare. I was scared by that. You know, I'm with grey aliens. Are you afraid of aliens? Hmm. You know, turn it on her. Are you afraid of aliens? Apart from the big goofy one trying to chat you up right now. Next one. Be a master of suspense. Um, Introduce new experiences, unexpected events, and withhold information, creating anticipation. Right? So what I would do, be a bit playful with this, I'd be like, here's the church. Here's the steeple. Open the door. And I'll tell you who's in there on date number two. I'll give you a hint, it's people. <laughs> huh? You know? A very, you know, that's pretty hot. And it's very playful, you know? It's very, very playful. Mix pleasure with pain. Uh, sounds like fucking Mando season three. Very hit and miss. Uh, no, what you could say is mix pleasure with pain. It says tease them playfully. And express disagreement on a minor issue. So tease them playfully. <laughs> you silly bitch. Um, and then disagree with something minor. Do you like water? I hate water. I hate drinking water. You know? I never drink water. I'm like the bird that um, Ricky Martin's chatting up and living La Vida Loca. He never drinks the water, makes you out of French champagne. Don't drink water. Uh, except for French champagne. Replace that with pints. You know, so I'm very dehydrated and I run very hot. I'm like a spluttering fucking old American car. Just please give me water. You know, I don't like it. Create a sense of urgency. Imply that you have other options and express uncertainty about the future. Okay. Urgency. Look, it's now or never, okay? It's now or never, okay? My phone's constantly fucking blowing up. I'm getting calls all the time. He'd swear my phone was set to vibrate mode. If people think I'm walking around with a fucking dildo in my pocket. Girls are calling me all the time. All right? So you're not the only one. And then uncertainty about the future. Do you think big tech can survive the recession? <laughs> Do you think big tech's going to make it? Next one. These are good. All right, we'll do a full recap after we get to the end. We've, we've quite a lot here, right? So do all this and you're going to be fine. Um, identify their insecurities and offer validation or support. Discover their deepest desires and present yourself as a means to fulfill them. Choose the right bait. This is exactly the problematic language that makes Robert Greene a very controversial figure. Okay, so identify insecurities and validate and discover their deepest desires and fulfill them. Okay. Um, we're kind of getting into kind of like negging territory, okay? Um, I love how you show your grey roots in your hair. I think that's great. I love a woman who shows off her age, you know? It's much better than the, the other way, you know? Some of those bloody girls look like a grown woman, you know? And you can already go to like, you know, can I see your ID, you know? But you, it's there, clear as crystal how old you are, you know? And I love that about you. Validate it, you know? Um, what's your biggest dream? Before you answer, is it to be a pop star? Because I have a microphone in my shed. 
and I'm pretty skilled at uh, Adobe Audition. So if you want to make an EP, you old bit, you old bitch, <laughs> you old bitch, you know, you're never over, you're never too over the hill to become a star. Probably are though, but I'll do it for you. Whoa, like what? Am I in? Am I out? You know what I mean? This is crazy. What's happening here? You know, but you've really, you know, you've <laughs> you've definitely chosen chosen the right bait. I don't like that one. All right, next one. Lead them down the garden path. Would you like to see my gnomes? Would you like to see my little gnome collection? Two of them are broke. If I find that fucking fox that did this. I know you're not supposed to eat carnivores. Things that eat me. But I'm having fucking fox kebab when I find this cunt. Smash my gnomes. No, it doesn't mean literally. It says, create a fantasy world. What? Lead them down the garden path. Create a fantasy world through storytelling or role-playing. Okay. Interior, night. You're having a glass of blood-soaked ale at the tipsy trollop. <laughs> a haven for the, the, the dregs of elven society. An orc walks in. You know him to be Bosco Lightfeather, notorious gangster who's broken out of jail. <laughs> you know that he's always been talking about getting the chalice of everlasting girth. A chalice that if you drink from it, you will become really wide. Hmm? Adventurer, what do you do? Do you like role-playing with me? Do you like role-playing with me? I feel like I'm out of something from Fifty Shades Freed doing this with you. Hmm? What do you do? Roll for a kiss? <laughs> it's a one. Critical fail. Critical fail. What's your charisma? What's your charisma? We can add it. Still a fail. I'm going to roll one here in my imaginary die. Oh. Uh, critical roll. 20. <laughs> you know? Give your target the gift of nostalgia. Did you ever read the Zig and Zag books? I have them all. Did you ever read the old Zig and Zag books? Did you ever see um, uh, Nothing to Do with Toast, the VHS? It was really good. Did you ever watch Johnson and Friends, the Australian show about all the animals? You know? You probably watched Arthur. What is he, a, a dog? You know? Did you ever watch Arthur? Is he a dog? No, sorry. Remind them of a happy memory from their past and use music or scent associated with their past. What's the worst thing you ever got from Santa? I'll go first. It was a gremlin. I want a gizmo and I got Spike. But then my man got me gizmo two days later when shops were open. What's your worst gift from Santa? Speaking of bad Santa gifts, smell my neck. Yeah, that's Lynx Benghazi. <laughs> yeah, it was only on sale for a very brief period. Does that remind you of scoring, guys? The, the Scout Disco? Yeah, Lynx Benghazi. They don't sell it anymore. <laughs> Use the power of gestures. Uh, offer small, thoughtful gestures and express your care and attention. I can also mime. Here's me. This is a sperm trapped in a Johnny. I wouldn't know about that. I got two kids. Wouldn't know about that. Use the art of deflection. Redirect conversations to focus on your target. Uh, ask open-ended questions and compliment their insights. All right. Redirect conversation to your target. Uh, okay. But enough about my skills as a mime. What's the top three circus tricks you can do? What's the top three circus tricks you can do and don't fucking say mime? 
And don't say mine, please. Well, I tell you, you could be a bloody lion tamer. Oh, by the way, did I say I'm a lion? Did I mention that I am a lion? You could be a lion tamer. Or a fucking clown. You're messing with her. You know what I mean? Or a clown. What can you do with the circus? You know? Um, is this any good? <laughs> uh, that's so insightful. The bathroom is over there. And yeah, you can definitely go in a second. You know? Respect her navigation skills. She's like, okay, I'm just, sorry, the bathroom's over there. I'm just going to... Yeah, I know the bathroom's over there. You're very good at finding things. Now, I have, now you found yourself a match. You know? Don't stop anyone from going to the jacks. But if you can, be like, you know, hey, I love how you know where the jacks is. I think that's great. Play the role of a healer. <laughs> that sounds racist, but it's actually a soundbite from Age of Empires that the priests would do when they would heal. So, now who's fucking stupid sounding? Um, offer a listening ear and empathetic support. Share uplifting stories or insights. Do you have any trauma? Because I'd be willing to put you into a state of hypnosis. Maybe we can release some of that trauma with an EMDR session to learn about it, because Kevin Smith was talking about it. The director of clerks, he had some trauma when he was a kid. And he underwent some uh, trauma therapy. And I, then I asked ChatGPT, ChatGPT how to do it, and it told me, so I can do that for you if you want. Or, I see you rubbing your head here. Um, here, take some of this. You take out Salbadine. Clink. Into the glass. There you are, two Salbadine. And those are my last two. And they were very fucking hard to get. They're always asking you so many fucking questions. You go in there. I'd say, for my, my wife's period. My wife's having a period, okay? Yeah, we've tried everything before. Parts eat them all, everything. So that was my last two Salvadine. Why do we split it? You know? Share an uplifting story or insight. So I once won a drawing competition when I was six. Um, I was asked to draw something for the month of April or March. And I drew a picture of a sheep. Um, and I won the competition. I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe my luck when they said my name. You know? I was like, <gasps> you know, but I'll tell you, that was the last time I had any correlation with sheep. Now, I have nothing to do with sheep. Now I get my actual news from truthist sources, okay? So I'm no longer a fucking sheep. Although you might think I look like one because I'm dressed in their clothing. <sighs> Dangle the carrot of hope, says Robert Greene. Dangle the carrot of hope. <laughs> Yeah, I really formed a true partnership with my wife. What you do? I dangled the carrot of hope. That seemed to work for me. <laughs> uh, no, the example they give is uh, compliment them when they least expect it. Okay. Here's a compliment when you least expect it, right? You're going to come out of nowhere. All right. A husband and wife are driving down a road. And they see a sign on the side of the road. And it says, um, pigs for sale. Right? Pigs for sale. And the wife says to the husband, uh, here, we should get one of those fucking pigs. <laughs> Husband's like, what? Well, uh, our, gar our fucking uh, back garden's not big enough. All right? Wife goes, no, we'll keep it in the house. <laughs> and the husband goes, what? But what about the smell? And the wife says, you are fucking so beautiful. You're the hot bird in here. See, she wasn't expecting that. She was expecting a punchline. The punchline is, well, that never stopped us before. Insinuating he's a pig. But I've replaced that line of dialogue with uh, a compliment about your beauty. Don't be afraid to play dirty, it says here. Create minor jealousy and leverage their insecurities to gain advantage in the relationship. Okay, create minor jealousy, leverage insecurities. Um, I got a PS5 for free on the day it came out. Yeah, from Sony. 
because I'm an influencer. We could play it sometime. Huh? Although you'd probably be shit, eh? We'd probably play Call of Duty and you'd be like running around with your gun like this. You know? That's probably what would happen, but I teach you. See? Kind of messing, giving and taking every single time. Put Mala in the lava. Last lesson. Wow, okay. Beware the after effects. Plan a graceful exit strategy. Maintain a level of emotional detachment. And communicate boundaries. Okay. So exit strategy with boundaries. Bitch. I got a free now right outside. I order them every five minutes. And I just pay the cancellation whenever they drive off. All right. I've already spent about 75 quid today. All right. But Johnny Murphy's outside. He's pretty ticked off. But I only have three missed calls off him. So I reckon I have another two. How about you and me getting there? And then boundaries. And you sit in the front with him. Because I don't like talking to weirdos. <laughs> All right? Now let's go. Mala in the lava. To recap. Okay. You asked her name. It's Siobhan. She's from Londonderry. She's into King Charles, assuming, because she said Londonderry, right? You've listed off all the X-Men's real names. You've shown off that skill. You told her about your big bollock thing, but you haven't told what it is or if it's coming back. You've given her a one-for-all voucher for 17 euro on it. You told her how you're how good you are at getting Grand Theft Auto San Andreas. You've mentioned you saw Fifty Shades Freed on a plane. You understand how scared she is, and you're scared of aliens as well. You uh, have done the church in the steeple bit. You've called her a stupid bitch and told her you don't drink water, you only drink pints. You say you have a dildo in your pocket because so many birds are always calling you. Uh, you tell her that she's so old, but she can still become a pop star. Uh, you've done a bit of a D&D campaign for her. You've asked her about her worst present from Santa. You've let her sn smell her, your Lynx Benghazi on your neck. Uh, you've shown your, your mime skills and asked what circus skills she has. You've offered uh, a trauma session with her and you've given an amazing joke with a complimentary plus uh, punchline. And you've also mentioned you have a PS5 that you got on day release and there's a taxi outside. Are you fucking coming or what? Oh! Or you could just be attentive, clear without being creepy and uh, show a good bit of yourself but not all. You know, up to you. Anyway, thanks very much for watching this show. If you like this show, please subscribe on Spotify, on Apple, but most importantly, YouTube, which is what I'm trying to grow right now. And hit that little bell notification. But also the Patreon, patreon.com forward slash Tony Cantwell, where for the price of a pint a month, you can get four extra podcasts on a Friday to tee up for the weekend, their video as well. Um, and you also get early bird access to any gig that I'm doing. Podcasts I've done recently have been, I did a review of The Empire Strikes Back. I've done most of the Star Wars. They're called Movie Bakes, where I talk about the movies and kind of give my two cents on them. And they've been a lot of fun. But also, the podcasts are very relaxed because I know who I'm talking to over there. So they're pretty chill. And you get a bit more personal side of me over there. Also, you get access to the Discord, where you can message me personally and recommend show ideas. And I check them sometimes. So uh, you should definitely check that out. Um, and also, look, thanks very much for liking. But the most important thing you can do right now is hit subscribe and share this video to a friend if they need dating advice. All the best. Bye-bye. If you want to support this podcast and get a full ad-free episode, sign up to Headstuff Plus 